Letters from a Lonely Flyboy is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to another episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy, where my brother Clint and I will share letters from our father, Air Force pilot Chuck Cathcart, to our mother Renee in the early 1960s. These letters were written while our father was stationed in Osan, South Korea for 12 months. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. Thank you for joining us as we continue on this journey described by our father through his letters home. The letters in this episode begin on December 1st, 1961, and Clint is going to read the first letter, number 90. Okay, Friday, 1 December. Hi, honey. No mail today, but after four letters yesterday, I really didn't expect any. Got to Seoul today, but didn't get to hit a golf ball. Very nice day, though. A little cool, but sunny and not much wind. Just couldn't break away, and since it gets dark so early, you have to be ready to go by 1600 at the latest in order to get even nine holes. And then this means the drive back to Osan in the dark, which is almost terrifying itself. I guess it's really going to have to be a hardship tour. After all my convincing to get back in the L20 business, plus calling back today to have one ready for my use by noon tomorrow, I get back tonight and find out that PACAF has a new letter out that says no one will fly both jet and conventional aircraft. I guess I could see this coming, but what really got to me was the glee with which the people who control the (laughs) L-20 scheduling told me about it. They could hardly wait till I got back. Really, to me, it's hardly an airplane at all, but I did derive some small amount of pleasure, purely personal, of course, out of it. So I guess that was what was wrong with it. Don't really miss, mean to sound so bitter, but stuck here, of all places, behind a desk, with a panicky general riding herd on you, doesn't really leave many of life's little pleasures. I keep saying it's a hardship tour, and we may as well re- reconcile ourselves to the fact. I think that maybe that dentist I went to yesterday wasn't quite as good as I first thought. My mouth is still pretty sore. If I have to have any more work done over here, I'll try another boy next time. I really don't think he was careful enough with that drill around my gums. Guess this is enough complaining for one night. There's only one thing I really can't figure out, though. How did a poor, self-respecting, and fairly respected fighter pilot ever end up with a job like this? The only thing I can say is that after so long a time, my and our luck is bound to change. 
I'm really past the point of caring too much about the fighter pilot part, but the rest of this nonsense has got to go. Really, it wouldn't be at all unbearable except that I miss you so. You and the troops. I love you, C. I feel better now, and I do love you. Oh, boy. Okay, so not a whole lot to discuss in this one. No. Uh, he's uh, not feeling uh, very upbeat about things. The strange thing is the the crew managing the L-20s being so pleased about uh, Dad not getting to fly him anymore. I guess uh, he that gets him off their backs, but I don't know why else they would be feeling so pleased about that. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, they probably are having tr- trouble giving the, the time away anyway. Right, right, yeah, so that probably simplifies their lives a little bit, but uh, they don't need to be so happy about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, anything else you want to talk about with this letter? No, I think that I, you know that the the fact that you can't fly both kinds of aircraft pretty well sums up the the mood in the letter. Boy, it does. Yeah, we get a lot of mood in this. We're going to get a lot of mood in this episode, I'm afraid. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I am going to go ahead and read letter number ninety one, and this one's dated Saturday, second December. Hi, honey. This Saturday turned out to be considerably different from the last. Seems as though the only way to get away from a seven-day work week is to get the hell away from here. Heard another bit of news this morning, though. The division has been told to nominate a major or lieutenant colonel fighter pilot type with headquarters experience. The plan plan experience preferred for assignment to PACAF headquarters at Hickam. I understand it to be pretty quick, and I know my name came up, don't know if I'll be nominated, and of course, no one here could tell you. Price told me about it in front of old Duncan yet, who of course knew about it. Duncan said, you wouldn't want that. All I said was, try me. I doubt that anything will come of it as far as I'm or we're concerned, but then my name has been bandied about up there. I'm not hoping. I've quit that. I got two letters today. Didn't really expect any today. Glad you and Dink are enjoying the musicals. You know, I ne- have never heard what old Dink decided to do about the shaving, and he hasn't answered my letter. Honey, I have no objection at all to you heading to Montana whenever you're ready. I'm sure Dink can handle things as far as getting things going, and with Danny there to advise him as needed, there shouldn't be any problem. It would be nice if the folks could get out there. Got, one, got this one picture this morning. Not good, but you have to consider the subject, too. The guy printed him, it himself. There must have been a couple more taken of me, but I don't have any prints yet. The other is just a picture of the office and one of the airmen. If you really feel that way about being stationed near the Morrises, we'll just forget Oki. Sure don't want you to be worrying about anything like that again. How did Kelly manage to say, stay so small being such a chow hound? <laughs> I don't need a thing, really. We'll have to get another uniform, but that's about it. They have flannel PJs in the BX, and if it gets too cold, I'll get some. We have a fairly good heating system in the hooch here. Guess that's about it tonight. I have to get up and head for the office again in the morning. Sure miss you. I love you. C. So it's a a bummer about the seven-day work weeks. It can't be any fun. Um, No. So it's interesting news about Hickam and um, about Duncan's reaction, especially considering that he already knew about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was one of those things where he knew about it. He didn't want him to go. So right. he said, oh, you wouldn't like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that might work. Okay. And um, yeah. so what was dad? It didn't wor- seem to, though. Right. 
<laughs> what was Dad concerned about um, you as far as getting things going in Montana? What kind of things did you have to do oh, when you got there? Well, and every time we left, of course, because we were generally there in the um, sometimes spring, sometimes fall, mostly summer. Mm-hmm. And so when we got ready to leave, there were things that we did to um, kind of batten down the hatches. Uh, there were shutters for all the windows. Ply, uh, well, they weren't plywood, but they were, you know, wood um, that they didn't open and close. You had we had them. They stored in the woodshed, and you and you put them up and hooked them on the inside. So basically, the house was protected. Windows couldn't be broken. People made it tougher for people to try to get in. Yeah, um, and. As well, we had to hike up on the hill and get the water system. Oh, um, right. Generally, we diverted the water uh, when we weren't there down the hill, and so we had to re-divert it into the box to fill, fill the box to get to have water because um, it was a gravity feed situation. So just things like that that just had to be kind of um, you know re um, repositioned for for the um, for people to um, uh, be able to. Inhabit the cabin. Okay. So did you guys go and did the grandparents come out? They, I don't think they did. I don't remember seeing them come out there. Now I say that, remember I was 14, 12, 13, I mean 14, uh, 14 at that point, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think I would have remembered had they come out because I really did like them. But I don't, I don't think they did get out there. Okay. I was just curious about that. Anything else uh, for the good of this letter? Well, they're kind of narrowing down their choices of station, next station. Right. Um, she had some objections. I think it was because of June, um, Grady's wife. Okay. Um, I, I, there must be some friction or something there. Um, but um, she said, you know, she said that she didn't want to be stationed near them. Mm-hmm. So that pretty well lets out Okinawa. Um and um, he, I, I got a kick out of. He mentioned at the bottom of the letter, he says we have a fairly good heating system in the hooch here. <laughs> Although I guess that's when it works, because yeah. we know a time or two it has been uh, knocked out, maybe by le- la- uh, the electricity going out or something. But, yeah. Uh, not, not, not and at it all does reliable. get cold. Yep. No. Well, so I know that Grady lived by, right by Mom and I. Um, when we lived in Shalimar, but he was by himself then. Yes, but he was by himself yeah. then. Yeah, he didn't, mom and, didn't have um, any problem with him. <laughs> she liked Grady. No, okay. she liked Grady. Um, but I think there was some problem um, with uh, June. Yeah, that must have been it. Okay, well, and that wanted, wanted you please go on and read the next letter of the episode. Which is number... Uh, number 92, 1204. Yeah, Sunday, 3 December. Hi, honey. It's really been a nasty day here. Cold and rainy. Uh, didn't mind working so much today. About the only other thing to do was stay in bed. Really accomplished quite a bit, though none of it was very important, as usual. <laughs> had a letter from you and also one from Dad today. I guess they had a house full for Thanksgiving. Jim and Donna and their troops and the Krugers too. Um, K.O. managed to have a little business in Chicago about that time. Dad says that little Johnny won't have to have any surgery on that foot after all. Looks as though the braces and special shoes shoes will straighten uh, it out in less than two years. 
Dad's camera wasn't working right, a major catastrophe. He <laughs> says the kids picked up a lot of new words because of it. Said they made a tape of Johnny's baptism. They have the wedding and Clyde's baptism on the same tape. Pop's comment, there's room for lots more. I'll answer them tonight. <laughs> I gather, gather that Kelly will be thrilled with the tricycle. Santa's going to bring her. Oh, I gather that Kelly will be thrilled with the tricycle that Santa's going to bring her. I remember how she was always heading for those that belonged to the kids in the apartment area and whenever she got the chance. I'm sure old Dink will be able to figure out how to get it together. The taxes on the place in Montana are going to ruin us. How dare they go up? Hope you have remembered about the license plates. You know you have to get GMAC to send the title or some papers to them. I don't suppose there is too much of a rush. Can't remember just when the VA plates expire, but don't think it's till March. It'll be on the registration certificate. Whenever you think whenever you think you need any money from Fort Sam account, just let me know. Honest, really, I can't always cut down or maybe even have it readily available that I haven't spent. I will go ahead and buy another uniform right away, though, since you didn't need the money. Hate to think about Kelly forgetting me, even though I know it's inevitable. I'm sure she won't forget the term daddy, but the face, etc., will slip from her mind. Damn it. Sure miss you. Need you too. Love you, see. Okay. So it was, uh, that was fun, newsy stuff about the parents and uh, the rest of the relatives at Thanksgiving. It was, that was fun to hear that oh. in that letter. Uh, yeah, so. um, Grandpa's his father was, I mean, he was always taking pictures of everybody all the time, yeah. everywhere. And every time we got together, you had to sit through, um, I don't know, it seemed to, to me like hours and hours and hours of slideshows. I don't know how long <laughs> they actually lasted. Yeah. Um, but so he's, he's he's you know, gotten his camera out. He's going to make sure he records this uh, time in history, uh, this Thanksgiving. And it's good. I couldn't remember. I thought that. Uh, I couldn't remember if John had to have surgery on his foot to get it fixed, straight, straightened out or not, but it, apparently they're saying that the braces and special shoes will straighten it out in less than a couple years. And so I've, I, now it seems to me that, if, as I remember, that actually he did not have surgery, that that actually did work. Oh, good. <clears throat> okay. So a more, more discussion about the finances, property taxes, and license plates and that kind of thing. Gosh. Yeah, Montana plates were really are well were and are expensive. Uh, part of the reason uh, most people don't really th think about it is or read their registration is the fact that in many states you pay for license plates they're really cheap. You know, twenty bucks, seventeen bucks, yeah, thirty bucks, whatever they are. But then you get a property tax bill at the first of the year. Okay, okay, for the property tax on the automobile or the vehicle. Oh. In Montana, you pay it all at one time. When you register the vehicle, you pay the property tax, the license fee, everything. So that's why they seem more expensive because uh, people don't forget about the fact they're paying property tax at the same time. And the tax, uh, the plates in Montana were considerably higher than they were in Virginia. Mm -hmm. But I guess they have decided that they're going to go ahead and because he wanted to call, he wanted to make Montana his home. Um, you know, the home base. Um, right. I'm not sure I understand why they have a, an income tax, but it may be that they excluded military income at that time. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, but they're, they're, they're trying to get the plates on the vehicle on our car switched over to uh, Montana. Okay. Okay. I, I wondered about that one. Well, I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up. 
Anything else about this letter then? Not much, except you know he's kind of worried about whether or not oh. you're going to remember who he is. <laughs> oh yeah, I hated I hate reading that, and it's just that's got to be so hard for him. <laughs> that was well, uh, it is. You know, the thing is, is I I little kids snap back from that pretty quickly. Oh, yes, yeah. they do. Uh, they, they 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 they're kind of like. Um, I mean, I'm not comparing them to dogs, but they're kind of like <laughs> the, the, the mindset of dogs. They live in the moment. Right, right. Out of so, sight, out of mind. you know, right. um, if a dog uh, knows you and then you're out of the moment for months or a year, mm-hmm. but you come back, the dog will remember you. And, and, and of course, you know, um, you didn't have any trouble remembering him. No, no, I don't think I did. Okay, well, I am going to go ahead and read the last letter, letter of the episode. Uh, this one is okay. dated Monday for December. Hi, honey. Not doing too well tonight. Got a little back trouble again. No reason for it that I can see. Just walking down the hall today when I first felt it. I've had a steam bath. Didn't get a massage because I don't want these gals fooling around unless I know it's just a muscle problem. I did manage to borrow a heating pad and hope that maybe this will help tonight. It's not real bad yet, so don't worry about it. If it gets too bad, I'll go let the doc take care of it. I think most of the problem is that my bed is too soft. Maybe only after I've slept in it for a while. And we'll, I will go and get a piece of thin plywood to cut and slip in between the springs and the mattress tomorrow. I should have done it before now and have thought about it, but you know how it goes. I didn't get no- nominated for the PACAF job. Got the first frank admission out of a personnel type, though, that I've ever had. He told me that he was told to nominate someone who would not be selected. I don't think I'll let them get away with it, though. I'm going to drop a note to Alex and ask him to let General Henry know that I've changed my mind and will take the job in PACAF, and particularly this one, since it means a curtailment. I'm playing games that they might not appreciate since I haven't signed my name to anything that says I will stay over here at all. Everyone seems to play games, though, and damn few have been hurt, so I might as well give it a try. I can't see what I have to lose, really, and it might even teach General H. and Duncan a good lesson. No mail from you today. Got my golf digest and a couple of posts and I think a ladies' home journal. Writing to these magazine guys doesn't seem to settle a thing. (laughs) I'm off to the heating pad. I sure need you. You could probably cure this whole thing in a while. I love you. C. Okay. So, <laughs> do you know if Dad had um, pack trouble before, or back trouble, sorry? Yeah, um, and it's interesting for me to read this letter after having, um, <clears throat> um, oh. after these last couple of years, um, but right. he, <clears throat> pardon me, um, he, he did have back trouble um, prior to this, and um, his lower back, you know, be a problem. And, um, this, like this is a short letter, but it's got an awful lot in it. It does. If you know, if you, if you know what's going on here, right. one of the things is he mentioned, um, that, um, he thinks his bed is too soft and maybe he puts a plywood in it, which as, um, I will reveal to you is probably a really, really good idea, but not necessarily for the reasons that he would have imagined. Um, so, I've had pro- um, problems with my back lately, um, uh, through the years, off and on, a little tiny bit, not never much of anything, um, but um, 
in the last few years. And so what I, I did actually wound up, I saw an orthopedic, a retired orthopedic guy, and um, he, um, he, through talking, um, he said that um, he he wanted he asked if I would get um, like an MRI so he could see some pictures. And I said, well, you know, let me get an X-ray because it's cheaper. And then if it doesn't tell you what you want to get uh, see or show you what you want to see, then we'll, I'll do the MRI. I wound up having to do both because the X-ray simply did not get him enough information. And then he referred me to a, um, a spinal specialist with whom I really wasn't overly particularly um, uh, impressed. But yeah. the, <clears throat> one of the first things the guy said to me, he showed me my back, the pictures of my back, and I have uh, a, a couple of vertebrate uh, that are moderately to severely um, crushed. And um, I, we were talking about it, and, he, and one of the first things he said was, this can be hereditary. I'm also old enough. I'm getting some arthritic growth in there, oh. new bone growth. Okay. What, what's happening is we're, we're pinching a nerve, okay? Okay. So when he said it could be hereditary, I thought back about the times when, such as we're reading here, Dad um, had back problems, and by laying on a stiffer, like if that stiffens the bed up with that plywood, he would keep those vertebrae maybe better aligned, and they wouldn't have a chance to pinch those nerves um, as easily. And also, Jimmy always had, uh, as he, especially as he got older, Dad's brother, yeah. uh, had some of the same problems, um, and he... Um, he would um, oh, he if the bed were too soft, he would get plywood and put it in there. So I think it was a hereditary thing that he didn't realize. We always assume that maybe from um, bouncing an airplane around on the ground, sure, uh, he might have he might have hurt his back, and that is possible. But I got a feeling that there's an awful lot to that hereditary thing, okay. and I don't recall whether his father had any problems or not. No, no, okay. So, do you know what he's talking about um, with the games? He's talking with the the Packath job. Yeah, um, he kind of tells you, but you don't unless you have been in the service. Um, right. You don't really understand what he's saying there, I guess. Um, so basically what he found out was that the personnel people were told to nominate somebody, that, you know, like one of the janitors or something that was, right. there's no way that this person was going to be selected. Okay. Um, because he, he didn't meet the criteria that they were asking uh-huh. for. Um, and that also, of course, then takes other people out of consideration because their names aren't interjected into the, interjected into the process, for instance, dead. So he's, but he knows people who know people. Yeah. So what he said he's just going to do is to, uh, write to Alex and say, hey, um, you know, this is what they did. And would you let, you know, General Henry know that I've changed my mind and I'll take that job at PACAF and, <laughs> and uh, a job and specifically this one. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, one of the major reasons for in, on his part was because of the curta- curtailment of his present assignment. Sure. And that's a game, okay, because ordinarily you would go through the command channels and make a request, which he knows they're not going right. to, I mean, they're just yeah. going to ignore. Not going to do any um, good. And, yeah, but they don't probably realize that he knows somebody that's closer to the problem than they are, or the situation than they are, and... Um, possibly might be able to get someone to take another look at this thing. Okay. So, and they, 
nominated somebody who they knew wouldn't be selected because right. they had somebody they waiting in the wings that they wanted to put in there? No. Oh. No. They nominated somebody that whom they knew wouldn't be selected because they didn't want dad to go. Oh. Um, and they didn't want possibly a few other and maybe other jobs who were qualified, but people wanted to hang on to them because they, they wanted good people. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to wholly criticize. Um, you know, if you've got people that are good people that are working for you, um, and doing a really good job and somebody wants possibly wants one of them, you don't really want to let them go. Um, and so it's hard to criticize them from that standpoint, but the, for the betterment of, of everybody's situation, well, except of course for Duncan, right. but for the betterment of, of the, um, the um, uh, Pacific Air Force headquarters and for the betterment of dad and possibly the Air Force or whatever, uh, it's, it's, it, it would be better to be honest and just say, hey, I've got this guy I think would do a really great job. I don't really want to lose him, but, you know. Okay. I just was curious about that. That was, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, of course, he got his ladies' home journal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have well, no luck with the, the magazine people. That's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, it people is. just, I mean, they want to sell magazines. They want to get paid for them, so they're shipping them off. Golf Digest, of course, he wants. Right. And uh, the Post, I don't know about that. But generally speaking, probably they should know <laughs> that he's not going to be overly interested in a ladies' home journal. I wouldn't think so. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening today, and join us next time when uh, Dad shares just how frustrated he really is with the uncertainty of his future and the pressure he's feeling to make a decision. If you've got comments or feedback you'd like to share, you can reach us on Instagram at Lonely Flyboy or email us at lettersfromalonelyflyboy at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Again, thanks for joining us. I'm Kelly Dennis. And I'm Clinton Cathcart. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. We would love your feedback. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can reach us on Instagram at Lonely Flyboy. Can't wait to see you on the next episode of Letters from a Lonely Flyboy.